Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. up y'all welcome to straight white american jesus this is our series mild at heart on masculinity love and sex after purity culture i'm brad onishi today uh, is our third installment and i want to pick up where we left off last week and talking about the harmful visions of masculinity and sexuality that are propagated in purity culture what i talked about last week is that uh, there's a vision in terms of masculinity uh, of men in, in evangelicalism, and this filters into to purity culture specifically, men as uh, sexual uh, savages and um, people who are uh, domineering, assertive, aggressive, borderline violent. Uh, when it comes to sexuality, this means they have an insatiable uh, sexual appetite that is different from women. We talked about how uh, this is a form of rape culture because it uh, teaches that men in some sense, are uh, beings who cannot control their sexual urges. And so if they're in a relationship, uh, especially a marital relationship, um, uh, you know, their, their approach to, to sex is going to be one of uh, expecting it when they want it. And if they don't want it, uh, I'm sorry, if they're refused uh, or if their partner is reluctant, then you can see built into this culture a kind of teaching that says, well, um, I'm going to uh, do what I want anyway, because that's who I am. That's what I am as a, a sexual barbarian. We also talked about the sort of paradox of, of why, uh, or how at least, uh, uh, purity culture teaches that men are on one hand, these sexual savages and uncontrollable lost boys, and then also should be the leaders of church and society and, and, uh, and po- uh, politically and so on. And that uh, just doesn't make sense. It seems to be a naked power grab. What I want to talk about today is uh, how purity culture teaches men to hate themselves twice and how, uh, like everything we're talking about in this series, this also hurts women. But let's just take it, uh, let's just take it from um, the kind of uh, perspective of the man um, or somebody who's at least socialized uh, as a man and is assigned um, a male sex at birth. In purity culture, as we've talked about, you're taught that you are... Um, a sexual being who uh, can barely control himself. And yet the expectation is that you would uh, hinder and limit and block every sexual desire before you are married. Spoke about this on the first episode. And so you have a situation where you're 14 years old or 18 years old or 21 years old, and you have to see every sexual impulse and every sexual desire as uh, evil, as something to curb, as something to block, as something to suppress. And as I shared on the first episode, uh, I had this experience and I had it, uh, like many folks, in a very extreme way. I know I'm not alone in this, but, I, you know, I, I, I'll just tell you personally, when I was uh, 15 or 16, um, this was a moment-by-moment battle. Um, you know, um, having any sexual thought, uh, having any uh, sexual desire, whether that was, um, you know, 
seeing certain images in a magazine or on a video or at movies or, or um, you know, talking to uh, somebody in my class or going on a date uh, with uh, my girlfriend, you know, at every turn when you're a teenager, there's this sort of uh, thought, at least for me, as somebody who who's dedicated to purity, that I needed to be wary of any sexual desire and that that part of me was was wrong and evil. And it, it just created a, a constant sense of shame. You know, I, I mean, there was just no getting away from it. It didn't matter what was happening on any given day. I knew that that weight would be on my shoulder all the time and that I was going to feel guilty all the time because there was just no way to um, to kind of uh, uh, avoid it or to, um, you know, remain, quote unquote, pure uh, in any kind of unscathed way. Right. And so I will admit that for me, uh, this just left lasting impressions where, you know, I really associated, whether consciously or not, sexual desire uh, with sin. And I, I, I associated sexual desire with my fallen flesh. And I associated sexual desire with uh, something that was um, unholy and uh, undesirable, uh, in some ways gross or even perverted. Uh, it just felt like sex was my enemy. It felt like sexual desire was my enemy. As I said on uh, the first episode, um, I hated my mind and I also hated my body. I hated my mind because it seemed to be the thing that led me into temptation and to lust. And I hated my body because um, it was the kind of vehicle. And no matter what I did, it seemed to react in ways that uh, just were not pleasing to God, at least in the ways that I was being taught. And so there was a deep sense of shame. There was a deep sense of disgust with who I was and with myself. So that's how I entered into um, my marriage. And so some of you know this and some of you don't, but I, I married my high school sweetheart when I was 20 years old. We had been dating um, off and on, but mostly on since I was a freshman in high school. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up, and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. 